Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of An Ocean of Ontological Light. I'm your host, Ron Wright. Uh, today in this episode, um, I'd like to, uh, I'd really like to speak to your heart about a subject that's incredibly important in terms of our spiritual life. I want to talk to you about rescued awareness. Rescued awareness. You know, the greatest rescue mission in the world today is the need of rescuing our awareness. Why do I say that? Well, you know, we live in a time of unprecedented distraction. You know, this new modern technology, this world of new technology that we live in, which is supposed to make our lives much easier, and it does, in many ways it does. However, it is also causing us to be so incredibly distracted. I'm sure all of us are aware of the scenario where maybe we're in a restaurant and we see people gathered around a table to eat and everybody's looking at their smartphone. (laughs) Nobody's engaged in dialogue with each other. They're looking at their smartphone. And that's just a small portion of the distraction in this uh, culture, this media culture that we live in. Our attention is is being molested at every turn, divided among endless trivia, taken captive by every consumer ploy imaginable, and when sucked dry of every ounce of life, we are left scattered among the ruins of meaninglessness in our in our life. So our awareness is an important aspect of our life and when it comes to our spiritual life awareness is everything so let me talk to you a little bit first of all spiritually about what awareness is when you look into the scriptures and you look up terms that define our inner being one of the most prominent ones of course is our spirit um both in the Hebrew in the Old Testament and in the Greek in the New Testament, the word for the human spirit has the idea of wind and movement and and energy. However, when you look at all of the scriptures, and, and I have done this, I've done an entire study from Genesis to Revelation on the spirit, and, and look at the verses that talk specifically about the human spirit, you could I guess, summarize the Spirit's uh, function in three primary categories, communion, conscience, and intuition. So let me just briefly talk. I mean, I could do an entire series on just this alone, but let me just give you the Reader's Digest on it. So communion is that part of our spirit that enjoys fellowship, communion, dialogue, intercourse with God. So we call it communion, a communication that goes on inside of us, deeper deeper than our mind, deeper than our emotions. And that is one of the primary functions of our of our spirit. Second primary function of our spirit is is conscience. So conscience is that part of ourself that knows right from wrong without intellectual scrutiny, without thought process. We just immediately know that an action or a word has caused harm. We, our conscience is pricked is one of the things that we say. My conscience was pricked about that. 
or we also maybe we feel a green light to go ahead with a certain action so conscience is like this immediate uh, judgment of our actions and and um, everything that we do and it again it's not an intellectual exercise because actually our intellect will justify many of our actions which our conscience knows was wrong to begin with so so that's the second one the third function of our spirit is is intuition that's knowing something immediately again without necessarily intellectual uh, scrutiny or thought process or uh, contemplation anything like that our spirit just instantly knows something we often talk about a mother's intuition and so those are the three primary functions of our spirit communion conscience and intuition now if you had to summarize what those three things are the simple word would be awareness right communion is is awareness of god conscience is awareness of righteousness intuition is instant awareness of, of interior knowledge. So the, the primary function of our spirit is awareness. In fact, maybe saying that the primary function of the spirit is awareness is not necessarily fully true because it's our awareness uh, is what our spirit is, okay? Awareness and spirit are synonymous terms, so to speak. It's not that our spirit has or functions in awareness. Our spirit is an awareness. And so awareness is the primary root of our, of our spiritual life. Now, talking about awareness, uh, let's first of all talk in an area that we're, both, we're all familiar with, right? And that is our sensation or awareness of our body. We're aware in our body when we need to eat or, or sleep or drink or exercise when our body is tired or sick or any number of things. There is a, an awareness. We just somehow know when we're sick, hey, I'm not feeling well. When I'm thirsty, I need something to drink. And so most of us are familiar with that level of awareness. The, the second deeper level of awareness would be soul awareness. This would be awareness of our mind, the processes in our mind, what we're thinking. Um, our soul also encompasses our emotions. So um, being aware of our emotional content when I'm angry, frustrated, upset, in love, joyful, etc. And also uh, our soul comprises our will, our desire to do or not to do something. That also comprises our awareness. Now body awareness and soul awareness are great, but there is another level of awareness which is paramount if we are to live a spiritual life in communion with God, and that is to be aware of our spirit. And so this is the rescued awareness that I want to talk to you about today. Although when we talk about rescuing awareness, we're talking about rescuing awareness on all levels of our being, our spirit, our soul, and also our body. Awareness is one thing, whatever level it's operating on, whether it's spirit or soul or body, awareness is awareness and it is how our spirit is so as i was saying earlier we, we live in just such an unprecedented time of distraction and our attention is just taken away from us with all kinds of trivia that it really becomes daily spiritual practice 
to conserve our awareness and place our awareness on important things like uh, awareness of God, awareness of our conscience, awareness of spiritual matters. This is extremely important if we are to be living a spiritual life. And so a part of our spiritual journey here is learning to rescue day by day our awareness from getting buried in the unimportant trivia of the world around us. We are kind of in so many pieces in terms of our awareness and our attention that we we feel so small and scattered and purposeless. And we were feeling those things because of the assault upon our awareness. Our awareness is so distracted, so set in, in so many different directions that when we feel a piece of our awareness, it's just a small piece. <laughs> and so we feel small. Our heart needs to be recollected. Now, I want to talk to you about this term, recollected. This is a beautiful word used by mystics in centuries past. They talked about being recollected in God's presence. So, let me explain this word, recollected. Uh, the word re-collected, it means to collect yourself again. Um, let's take billiard balls scattered you know, on a table as an example. At the end of a, a game, when you finish a game of billiards, you want to rack the balls up again, okay? In other words, put them back together to begin a game because they're scattered all over the table. Now it's time to recollect all of the balls and put them together. That's recollection, recollection. And spiritually speaking, we need all of our interior attention to be gathered up and placed upon God. That is, you know, the essential practice of meditation, spiritual meditation, or prayer. What are we doing in meditation and prayer? We are gathering our attention away from the world and distractions and other interests and putting all of that awareness upon our spirit and deeper than that upon God. And that is a state of prayer or that is a state of meditation. All right. And really that is the essential practice of a, a spiritual living. We gather all of our attention, gather all that energy up and we place it back on, on God again. You say, then what do we do? Well, just try doing that. How about, how about we start really simple? How about we just practice gathering our attention and place it on God for now and see what happens after that? You know, we often want God to answer our prayers. We want to hear these great mighty things that God speaks to us. And, and, and he does, by the way, do that. But we, we tend to want to get to the goal before we get to the practice. The practice is gathering our attention and placing it on God. The goal of that is God's communication to us. If we take care of the, of the former or, or the latter, right, God will take care of the other. If we take care of putting our attention on God, God will take care of communicating and communing with us. So this is what we do on a spiritual level. We rack up, once again, our attention to remind us of our capacity for interior greatness with God. 
this is what meditation is really good for, or prayer. We, we come back to ourselves. We regather our interior energies and essences into our original wholeness in God. You know, kind of like raindrops falling back into the ocean from which they were removed. You can liken prayer or meditation to the regathering of these waters that were lifted out of the ocean that fall back into the river and the river returns back to the ocean. That's kind of the momentum of our spiritual life. The world takes all these, you know, raindrops out of our, out of us and our spiritual life is regathering back into the river and regathering the river back into the ocean. And that's really what meditation and prayer is good for doing. When we regather our awareness, we are touching our essential self. And I think this is an important term. When I speak of essential self, I'm talking about the self we are before any constructed identities. I'm talking about what we are before we construct or contrive anything. And that essential self is just our awareness. It's unborn, it's uncontrived, it's unconditioned, it's unconformed, and it is our complete and infinite self, the, the womb of our fullness, our awareness. It's in our awareness that we regather our thoughts, our feelings, our moods, our intentions, our dreams, our issues, our drama, our hurts, our hopes, whatever they are, we regather them again and bring them back to their center, which is God. Meditation and prayer works best if we just kind of sit and let our true essential self, our being, just be. No fixing. No problem solving, no demands, no commands. We just let everything in us return to the perfect wholeness of our unconditioned being. That is our awareness. Like rivers falling back into the sea under the draw of gravity, we return to our essential self, our awareness, by the unforced drawing of God's love. Here we don't, we don't do we, we be. We don't fix. We, we just fly. We don't control. We let go. We don't manipulate. We appreciate. This is what awareness teaches us to do. And we cannot have any kind of a deep, meaningful spiritual life until we address this matter of our spiritual attention. That's where the rubber hits the road when it comes to our spiritual relationship with God. If our attention is upon God, magnificent things happen. If our attention is scattered all over the place, it seems that our spiritual practices, such as prayer and Bible reading and any other thing, just doesn't seem to be cutting it in terms of doing anything meaningful in our life because our awareness has been scattered. When spirituality becomes nothing more than, you know, just trying to fix or correct or make right something about your life, we're, we're all together on the wrong footing. That isn't love's primary focus. Love's primary focus is relating to God. And then he fixes, he corrects, he makes right the things in our life on a much deeper level than we could have ever done that. So 
when you try to make your spiritual life, your prayers, your Bible reading, and your other spiritual disciplines about just trying to fix you, correct something in your life, you're starting off from the wrong premise. We're not out to find out what's wrong with us, but what is incredibly and stunningly beautiful about us, what's good, what's true. And we're only going to find that out when we have a new relationship with our deep awareness. That awareness is going to show us our beauty. That awareness is going to show us what's good and true about us because we're in God, we're in Christ. It's that awareness that will show us how to fix things, how to change things, how to correct and make things right in our life. The wisdom, the understanding, the insight, the revelation, it all comes flowing out of our awareness when it's rescued and gathered together again. You know, what is discovered on the other side of all our preoccupations and distractions is that our essential self, our awareness, is an ocean of ontological perfection and pristine clarity. That's why I entitle this podcast An Ocean of Ontological Light. Because when you touch your essential self, which is with Christ in God, when you touch your true self, which is an awareness of your new creation in Christ, your true identity in God, you touch that ontological perfection of your being that flows out of God as its source, Christ as its content, and the Spirit as the flow of that reality. We realize that our usual state (laughs) of scattered consciousness is just the tip of an iceberg of a boundless awareness that rests deep within us. And it's our own benediction and brilliance to discover the fullness of the awareness that is really our ontological makeup. We can actually step into this deep identity and live from it as naturally as the sunshine and flowers bloom. We can do that because that is our essential self. We're not creating something. We're discovering what's already there, buried beneath a distracted mind buried beneath emotional scars and hurts and wounds and scattered underneath um, uh, our will and our desire is this awareness that our true being is one with Christ in God. Wow. Brothers and sisters, can I implore you today, encourage you today for the sake of of your own sanity for the sake of our world's future and the enlightenment of a prodigal planet I beg you come home to yourself come home to your awareness come home to your essential self your pristine nature come home to your interior landscape that is a new Eden You know, when when Adam was in the Garden of Eden, God brought to him all the various animals for him to name them. And Adam, in other words, was giving life to all the things in his world, in his landscape. 
when we gather our awareness, this is a similar thing that happens. All the uh, scattered pieces of our inner life start coming back home like the animals came to Adam to be named, to be given their proper name, where depression gets to be renamed as joy, where loss gets to be renamed as abundance, where hate gets to be renamed as forgiveness, fear gets to be renamed as love. There's a powerful thing that happens when we use our spiritual awareness to look into our interior life and rather follow, you know, the drama of our ego and labeling all the stuff going on in our life as this is bad, this is ugly, this is terrible, I'm so depressed, I'm so upset. Our awareness, which has much deeper wisdom, begins to label these same interior energies as hope, possibility, encouragement, opportunity, capacity, potential. And our life gets better placed on track with what God's intentions are in our life. So come back to your awareness. Come home to your essential self. Come back to your Eden and let all the living things there be gathered to you to name and give power back to your life. Take up your dominion within your heart and fill the earth with blessing. Begin by filling your interior world with God's blessing. And that is one of the primary benefits of regathering and rescuing our awareness is that our own interior life gets cleaned up, empowered, and resent into the world with a, a mission that actually is a benediction. You can heal your mind from all of its distractions with a, a renewed attraction to your interiority. So, return to your rest, which is in your awareness. Return to your best, which is in your awareness. Return to that and forget all the rest. <laughs> and soon you'll be finding that there's a whole lot more inside of you than you ever believed possible. And not only is there a whole lot inside of you, but all that you find in there, when it's rescued in, in a true awareness of your being, God puts a stamp of truth and blessing and righteousness on those things. And they get elevated into a new level of freedom and functioning, which we are all looking for in life. So this week, I hope your kind of takeaway from this message uh, today would be to go on a mission to rescue your awareness. See how well you can practice that in your daily distraction, whether at work or at home with a busy family, busy obligations, or even if you've got some quiet time to sit alone by yourself and meditate, pray, and fellowship with God. Start going on a rescue mission with your awareness. I, I guarantee you that if you really dedicate yourself to this practice of rescuing your awareness. So many of the other issues in your life that seem to be a really big problem, you're going to find new wisdom for, new direction, new peace, new understanding, new insight. And that may end up being actually the liberation to those other problems that you find to be so depressing and difficult to deal with in your life. Rescue your awareness and your awareness will rescue you. <laughs> 
until next time that we meet, God bless you, God speed to you, and I hope along with me as your brother in this journey, you will take a deep dive into your interiority and find God's loving face shining back at you there. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for joining me today.